Howdy folks, I decided I'd like to ramble for a few minutes. As it's Saturday morning, I've just gotten up and I realized that it's been a long time since I have updated this blog slash podcast slash fruit bat or whatever it is in fact. It's probably not a fruit bat. But anyway, I digress. I thought I would tell you about the wonderful party that I'm going to be attending later today. It is a birthday party. A friend of mine is doing that annual advancement thing, uh, celebrating yet another lap around the sun. And she is a writer. In print, she goes by Kirst Severin. I'll go ahead and link to that if I can. And we were all told to write a bit of nonsense for her. Essentially, this is the first birthday party invitation I've ever gotten that came with a deadline and a maximum word count. So that was awesome. I decided to write a little thing in the vein of Baron Munchausen, because that's been tumbling around my brain for quite a bit. I shall read you an excerpt. We join the story as our unnamed protagonist has crash-landed on Ganymede, Jupiter's largest moon, and has subsequently been invited to the birthday party of its monarch. Further amusement arrived in the form of a horde of entertainers from across the solar system. Mercurian fire jugglers, triple-throated Venusian singers, earthling woodcarvers, Martian magicians, Saturnine raconteurs, Neptunian acrobats, Plutonian philosophers, whose status was eternally uncertain, and all manner of other purveyors of falderall tomfoolery and, given enough effort, jocularity. Then came the presentation of the gifts. A veritable parade of generosity unfolded even as the evening contracted. Each contribution was more ostentatious than the last, as luckily the last gift was presented first, as is the custom on Ganymede, a tradition handed down through the annals of monarchs past and said to be a reaction to a peculiarity in the moon's orbit. The final gift, and therefore the first, was a pair of magnificent riding ostriches. The queen instantly and delightedly dashed forward and mounted one and bade me mount the other. We were then to have a race to determine whose ostrich was the fastest. A starting line was quickly drawn in the alcoholic grass, and, after downing a few leaffuls of orange liqueur to bolster our riding prowess, we led our birds toward it. Once we were in position, the royal vizier raised his starting pistol and fired it up into the air. We took off. As everyone there present knew, while within the orbit of Jupiter, ostriches possess the power of flight, a fact that doubtless has something to do with the bird's inherent improbability. It was for this reason alone that such mounts were prized by Jovian knights in the days of old when scores were settled on the end of a lance. Our ungainly steeds rose into the air and carried us high above the garden. We flew out over the nearby lake of Meringue and through canyons of Cheddar, though I suspected some of the higher bluffs to be made of provolone. We led each other on quite a merry chase, but alas, it was soon to end. Cackling in sheer delight, Her Majesty rose higher and higher until she reached a point at which the air became very thin. For sadly, the interplanetary delivery service that provided regular infusions of oxygen to the moons of Jupiter had failed to take our ostriches into account. The large avian creature flapped its wings once, twice, and then lost consciousness. After a moment of hanging uncertainly in the atmosphere, or lack thereof, the queen and her mount plunged down toward the surface of Ganymede in much the same way Helium would not. I had to act quickly lest the moon lose its monarch and I be accused of regicide. I kicked my heels into the great bird upon which I rode, urging it forward and downward. We shot down into the deepest of valleys, the cheese-filled landscape blurring around us as we did. Her Majesty's screams, while sufficiently reserved for a ruler of her station, came louder and louder as she neared the terminus of her royal plummet. Stealing myself, I drove my heels once more into my ostrich's sides, pushing it to its top speed, at which point the laws of physics became highly suspect. And that's all I'll read for this right now. I apologize for this horrid morning voice, but I kind of took this as a bit of a warm-up.
I hope you weren't too horribly disturbed by that excerpt. It's going to be awesomely fun reading that at the party later today, and I've just realized that I'll probably need to wait until after the party to actually post this, just to make sure my friend doesn't hear it ahead of time. We wouldn't want to spoil the surprise, now would we? So when you hear this, you'll be hearing it after the event has taken place. At any rate, my point here is, more people need to do this kind of thing. If you're ever having a party and want to stir things up, with their invitations, send a deadline and a maximum word count. Take care, guys. I'll talk to you later.